welcome back to another episode of Not My Problem, hosted by me, Nestle. If you're new here, welcome. And if you've been here since the beginning, welcome back. I have been gone for a solid two weeks, and I just want to talk about it. A lot has gone on since the two weeks that I haven't recorded, and then obviously the week that I did put out an episode was kind of like insane. So I really want to talk about that before I get into today's episode, but I'm, I'm feeling good. The main reason why I didn't put out episode this past week and then the week before that is just I really wasn't in the mental headspace to sit down in front of a, a computer, a microphone, and just talk about things that didn't necessarily seem relevant or at the time mattered versus what's going on in the world. And as the days went on, as the weeks went by, I am definitely mentally okay. The first week and maybe like the second week of everything that's been going on, I I don't want to say that I was in a dark space, but I definitely wasn't like the typical happy-go-lucky Nestle. I kind of just wanted to go about my emotions, like mind my own business, and not really talk about anything because it just felt weird not to talk about what was going on. But at the same time, I didn't want to talk about what was going on because either I didn't feel like having to unpack my emotions and my thoughts for people that honestly don't get it or are just saying it for the sake of a conversation, or for people that really just don't want to have to relive these traumatic events because it is traumatic to see all of that on the news, to go to protests. Like, it honestly mentally fucks you up. So with that, I said, you know what? We're just going to give it a break. I actually tried to record this past week and it was a combination of technical difficulties and then the fact that I just honestly really wasn't in the place where I felt like recording but here I am I'm feeling a little bit better my technical difficulties have hopefully stopped because honestly it was extremely exhausting to try to get back into the motions of things just to come across technical difficulties I was just like really like okay I'm not doing this this is like the sign from above that tells me I don't need to be recording. So you know what, Nestle, go sit down and watch some YouTube videos. And that's exactly what I did. So with that, I do want to take the next couple of minutes to say thank you to everyone that reached out, everyone that listened to my We Matter episode. It'll be one of those episodes that's very near and dear to my heart. I would typically never put out something that was uncut, unedited, and consisted of me crying. If you know me, you know I'm not a crier. It's not on brand for me. What is on brand is cap is cracking open a white claw in the middle of the podcast episode. But needless to say, like I'm not an emotional person. Everybody knows I'm like I'm pretty happy go lucky. So it was just an episode that even if I wanted to take a break or if I wanted to take the two weeks to not record an episode, like I knew there was I needed to at least say that and put that out into the world because I just physically wouldn't be okay of carrying on with content with everything that's going on. It, it was just a lot. So with that, I want to say thank you to all the fellow black people that listened, that understood my pain, that helped um, navigate through those times because honestly, I didn't necessarily need a, oh my God, Nestle, like I'm so sorry. Don't feel bad for me. I didn't want a pity party. I just want to put my thoughts out there into the world so people can understand what's going on in the black community, how the black people are feeling. And I don't, I do not represent every black person in the world, but I think I share a lot of feelings um, and emotions that have been going on in this past, these past two, three weeks. So yeah, and then with the, every non-POC 
um, people or non-black people who have reached out and just said that they heard me, that they understood, and that they're going to be better and actively be anti-racist and be an ally for the black community. That's honestly all I all I ask for. That's the only thing that I would want to get out of the episode. The episode was definitely, definitely more for me than it was to put out in terms of like consumable content content for the masses like it wasn't about that it was honestly my 45 minute therapy session and I feel a lot better since that time so yeah that's that's about it (laughs) there aren't even enough words to really explain like how I felt about the feedback that I got from that episode and if I didn't necessarily like reach out to you specifically and said thank you just know that I did see every post share I did see every kind message even even if I only liked it like I saw it um there were a couple people that you know when someone follows your podcast Instagram and you're like not sure if they actually listen to your content? Um, so there was a couple of people that listened to it and I was like pleasantly surprised. Like some people that I went to college with and I lived with like for a portion of my college career, I guess you would say. That was like really surprised, like pleasantly surprised, but surprised nonetheless um, about that. So yeah, that's that's about it. That's all I have to say on that. We'll do the typical housekeeping. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, go ahead and do so. Make sure you don't miss an episode. I'm going to try to get back into the groove of recording every week and putting out an episode every Thursday because that was always the goal. But, you know, life happens. I have a couple of podcast episodes lined up, and this is like a weekend that I'm actually don't really have any plans. I'll have like the house completely to myself. So my hope is to like knock out a bunch of episodes and get a little bit ahead of schedule just in case I do ever like have a time where I just mentally just can't record episode. Um, so we're going to try to do that, but fingers crossed. I don't really like recording that far in advance because I feel like it is um, not relevant to my life at the moment and I kind of like it to be relevant to my life at the moment, but hey, we'll see. So yeah, make sure you subscribe. If you haven't left a rating and review, please do so. Um, it's on Apple Podcasts. It honestly helps a lot. I know that it's only been about three months into my podcast, which is kind of insane, but I still want to really grow and there's still a lot of growth to be done. And doing those reviews honestly helps so much. I I know you guys probably don't think it does, but if you're a fellow podcaster, then you know that those reviews and ratings help. So go ahead, take the two seconds that it does, that it takes to leave a rating, five stars preferably, but honestly leave whatever you feel is re- relevant and act like applicable to how you feel about my podcast. And if you have the additional like one or two minutes, please leave me a review. It means the world to me. So yeah, that is all I have for, you know, the housekeeping introduction stuff. So let's get into today's vibe check. So for today's vibe check, honestly, like I said, when I first started this podcast, vibe checks are going to be a little bit, you know, if anything, they'll be consistent, but consistently boring. We're still in quarantine. People are still... Um, staying at home. I'm staying at home for the most part because, I mean, Georgia is back. Georgia is open and they are definitely going about their days and trying to live in this new normal. However, comma, there are an increase of cases. The cases are rolling in from Memorial Day weekend when everybody wanted to be out and about. And then obviously we have all the protests. So in a week or two's time, we're going to have an increase in cases again. That doesn't even consider all of the people that have just kind of been like, fuck this, and are just going about their lives. And it's honestly kind of infuriating in a way because we uh, are just going to continue to live in this like obnoxious new normal just because people are selfish. And let me just take this time, and this is going to be my rant for the day. 
let me just take this time to say that nobody is innocent in this. I can admit that I have hung out with friends, I have gone to restaurants, and I am not completely self-quarantining. I am self-social distancing. And if I've gone to a restaurant, it has been a not packed restaurant. And some of you guys and some of you guys' friends are out here going to full-blown packed restaurants. It's insane. I do not do that. I went to two restaurants. They're outside seating. Or I'll go get to go. I'll go sit with my friends outside in a car, in a parking lot, and just talk from our windows. There's only been one time where I've went to someone's house. And I've only been comfortable doing that because I know that they were keeping themselves safe. But... Some of you guys are going to the protest, which I will I will justify going to the protest, but go to the protest and then self-quarantine yourself for 14 days to make sure that you don't have coronavirus. How are you going to subject yourself to that many people in one sitting and you're just going to be like, oh, I'm fine. I'll just, coronavirus is no longer a thing. It's very much a thing. So for people to just like have a complete disregard for not only their self, but for other people is baffling. People are going to these parties. People are going on flights. People are going to protest and not even giving themselves any sort of window to make sure they're okay. Are you even taking the corona test? At the very least, take the corona test. I don't understand. Hold your friends accountable. Tell your friends that you won't hang out with them because they're being reckless and they're being stupid. I don't care that if you think, oh, I'm asymptomatic. Oh, if I do get it, I'll be fine. It's not even just about you. And I'm, sa- I'm sorry that you don't even care about care enough about yourself to make sure that you are okay and safe from the coronavirus. But do you not care about getting other people sick, about spreading the disease, flattening the curve. We're going to continue to live in this world because you are being an idiot. And yes, I'm just going to call you an idiot because that's what it is. So hold your friends accountable. It's honestly insane. And that's all I have for today. I'm honestly getting very frustrated seeing this happen because there's like the few good eggs in the world that if they are putting themselves outside, they're doing it very wisely. They are taking the necessary, necessary precautions, which is the whole purpose of letting us be outside. And they don't even want us outside because they think it's safe. They want it outside for the economy's sake. And you're not even taking the precautions. You just don't, don't care. Like coronavirus is still a thing. Just because protests have happened because we are dealing with more than one pandemic at the moment. There is freaking civil rights issues at hand, human rights issues at hand. That's why people are risking it. But they're still risking it putting on their mask. And people are still risking it by staying at home and self-isolating. My friend, who probably went to a protest every day for a week, self-isolated because she knew that she was probably subjected to something. So with that being said, don't be dumb. Correct your friends about coronavirus because I don't know why why Americans think that it's just no longer a thing, but it's honestly infuriating to see people just out and about and like out and about and not giving a fuck in these crowded areas, in these crowded bars, on airplanes, in parties, and just like back-to-back group activities knowing that they are potentially at risk because... Americans just don't care about anybody but themselves. And even then, they don't even care about themselves. So that's my coronavirus rant for the day. Aside from that, I have, like I said, 
been at home for the most part. Um, I'm back at home with my mom, so we've just been Jay chilling. She's out, um, out of town this weekend. She's driving up to Maryland where my my uncle lives. His um, my uncle and his wife, and they're just gonna go fishing. Just those three. Um, so yeah, I'll just be doing that. I'll be at home. I'm gonna do some podcast episodes. She's probably just gonna hang out and just enjoy being at home alone. What else do I have? Um, work's been fine. It's been kind of hectic just because someone on my team whom I started with last year actually left the team um, to take an- another role in our company. I'm super excited for them, but that does mean that me and another person on our team have to pick up some of the work. So that's been a little bit hectic, but I actually took Juneteenth off and I took a half day that Friday the 18th, I mean that Thursday the 18th, because I just, honestly, I just wanted the day off. So treat yourself, Nestle. And that's been that. And socially, a dating life is still non-existent. I tell you guys about that guy that I, my quarantine pen pal, I guess is what we'll call him because that's literally what it is. Um, it's kind of faded out because, I mean, at this point, it's been two months. I actually checked to see like how long we've been texting or whatever. And it's been two months. So naturally, we still haven't met. It was going to fade out. And it has faded out. Um, so we'll see if anything like sparks again because... I don't know, he may be feel inclined to like reach out and say, if I want to social distance, hang out with him. I'm not sure what the answer would that be. What are your guys' thoughts on social distance hangs? I'm really unsure. I don't know if I'm into it, if it's kind of sketchy. It, I don't know. It seems like not that deep to me, so I feel like I wouldn't want to go, but hey, anything is possible. So with that, I will say vibe check passed. Okay, so for today's episode, I'm actually pretty excited about it. It is a topic that stems from something that a lot of people tell me a lot of like friends or some of my podcasting friends and my close friends and some coworkers that I have worked with in the past have all said that they've noticed that I exude this like sense of self-confidence um self-worth self-respect all all encompassing all encompassing I will just call it self-love overall because I do truly think that it just stems from the fact that I just love myself so much that I just exude all of these other characteristics. But a lot of people ask me like, hey, Nestle, like how how did you get from like point A to point B? Because I definitely think that I have drastically changed my two years post-grad. So I graduated in 2018. And in those two years, I think I've had a lot of personal development. But from there, there, wow, I don't even know what that accent was. From there, I would say the past year has really skyrocketed and I don't want to call myself like being in my full form because I always think there's room for growth, but I think I'm at a really great place for the love that I have for myself. So I wrote down some things that I don't necessarily consider like steps to getting to a place where you really love yourself and it just kind of feeds in and blossoms into everything else in your life. But some traits or some... um, actions that I know that I do that kind of help me navigate and help me reassure the fact that I love myself so much Nestle that this is the these are the things that I'm going to accept in life and I consider it and I got this from a different podcast um the J J train podcast by Jared Fried it's like a dating and relationships podcast highly recommend listening to it it's about um from the male's perspective and honestly I think it has helped me navigate through dating a lot more because once you get to understand like the male's perspective of things you get to think um, objectively and you get to figure out what the actual tea is and not just think from like a woman's perspective of oh maybe he's doing this because of this nine times out of ten it's probably not because they don't think that far in advance but hey that's the tea so um but with that 
he always says like set a contract for yourself and that's kind of a way of thinking that I do like these are my terms and conditions and if you want to be in my life you need to agree to these terms and conditions if you don't that's perfectly fine but there is nothing for us here we're probably not going to be great friends we're probably not gonna click romantically and that's fine but if you do want to agree to these terms and conditions then welcome welcome aboard and just know that as I grow as a person or as I decide what I want in life that my terms and conditions can probably change and that's totally fine you again get to agree to it or disagree with it and then we will navigate life through that so I want to go through these kind of these things that I've noticed about myself that helped me get there I don't want to necessarily put them in like a set list because they kind of flow into one another so as you listen you'll probably hear one thing and it will just naturally flow into a different topic but they all really stack up against each other so I hope you guys enjoy it hope you learn some things and yeah let me tell you about my road to self-love so the first thing that I think is honestly probably the most important aspect is apologies and more importantly not accepting apologies if they're not followed by action not only are they giving you half-assed apologies but they're not even doing the things to make their apology worth something we all know that person that says i'm sorry you feel that way i'm sorry that i did this i'll be better and then they actually are never better and at that point what are you doing you're just going to allow yourself to keep this person in your life to not only hurt you but have a complete disregard to your emotions and you honestly deserve so much more than that and there i think this comes with being a woman if you are a woman listening listening to this podcast we naturally have this idea of being a caregiver or being a fixer and accepting things that we know we probably deserve better for, but we just don't necessarily want to leave that person or have this person not be in our lives. Screw that. You deserve way more than someone who's not going to listen and give you everything that you need in your life. And this all ties into this idea of self-care, which I always find to be an interesting topic because people will think self-care is doing a face mask, listening Um, binge watching Netflix, listening to music in the bathtub with lights and candles and a glass of wine. And yes, those are all self-care. If it makes you happy, it's considered self-care. But above all, I think self-care is being more ambitious about your well-being rather than making other people happy. It is putting yourself and your mindset and your well-being and everything about you on the top of your priority list. And like I said, as a woman, we feel the need to be the caregiver and help other people at the same time. But how are you going to help other people and pour into yourself if you are pouring from an empty cup and you're just giving everybody this energy, this time and attention that you don't even have for yourself? That is toxic and it's not gonna help you. And I know know it's one of those things that's kind of, difficult to unlearn because naturally this is just who you become but just realizing and getting to the point where you need to not only acknowledge yourself as being your number one priority because a lot of I think a lot of people can say yeah I'm I'm the number one priority but are you really are your actions lining up with you being your number one priority because for me I won't do anything unless it makes me happy or I don't want to say unless it I get something out of it because I think that's incredibly selfish and nine times out of 10, there will always be something that necessarily won't make me happy, but it will make me happy because it makes the other person happy and that's okay. But 
overall, just putting yourself on the top of your priority list, making sure that you are being met and fulfilled emotionally and mentally will do so much wonders for your life. And I, I honestly, I don't even know how to explain how freeing that emotion is, being able to say that, wow, I... I am the number one person in my life. I am my best friend. I am the person that I want to hang out with the most. Once you get there, you're unstoppable. And people in your life can see that. People in your life will be able to see that change in your personality, in your persona, where you're just a little bit happier. You're a little bit more self-confident. And that energy will just exude you. And it's such an amazing feeling. And I... I recommend it. I think everybody should have it. It's one of those things like take this free trial or your money back guaranteed, but you're going to love it. And yeah, I I mean, that's all I can say on that. Another thing that I've learned in my life is to no longer be the peacemaker. And this honestly probably just stems from the fact that I was an RA for three out of my four years in undergrad. So I'm just naturally someone who wants to be the peacemaker, who wants to um, resolve conflict. It's just embedded in me. And in college, they make you do these strength quests, um, personality assessments. And I'm sure at your job, you've possibly taken this test, but you give you get your like five top strengths. And my top strengths, it's either number one or two, but it's one of those is always harmony. And harmony is essentially a peacemaker, someone who wants to make sure everybody's okay, make sure nobody's mad at each other, playing that peacemaker, being a martyr for other people. And then it took me to actively realize that this did not do anything for me and I was just inserting myself into drama that I didn't even want to be a part of but because of the person that I am and my personality traits like I just didn't want other people to be upset so I would be a martyr for other people's wars and it just did nothing for me I always felt the need to be the person who had the smooth over a situation that gets out of hand But as you get older, you realize that these people are adults and adults need to be able to navigate and resolve conflict on their own. They should not be having a third party resolve their conflict for them unless they're in counseling, unless they're in a therapy session. And at, at that point, yeah, sure. But your girl is not a therapist. Your girl is not a counselor. I can talk about my opinions and what I think should be done or help help navigate any situation with you but i i am not a licensed professional and i never i never say that i am so at that point i had to realize that this is not the life that i wanted to live this is not something that i want to constantly deal with cuz i just constantly found myself being exhausted from other people's drama and other people's feelings and it would just constantly put me down just because I wanted to be a supportive friend and I wanted to be there with them but I can be a supportive friend as I help them do it on their own I don't have to be the middleman so allowing yourself to stay in your own lane and maintain your own peace while other people deal with the things going on in your life will help you so much in the long run because then you no longer have to idly exists while other people complain about somebody else in their lives or just their lives in general we all have that person that or we all have dealt with that person that's just exceedingly negative like everything that comes out of their mouth is a complaint and you're just listening to them and you're just saying okay but are you ever happy like about anything like seriously are you ever happy I'm just wondering asking for a friend and you realize that you don't want that person in your life it's 
mentally exhausting and then naturally if you allow this person to be in your life and constantly have this negative energy around you naturally you're just going to end up having this negative energy as well and then it's just two negative people just hanging out together and that sounds miserable your own version of hell thank you next I don't want anything a part of it so I have realized that if someone's negative in my life and it's a consistent thing everybody has that moment where they can say and be upset about one thing but if you are consistently complaining about one thing or consistently complaining about your life, now I'm going to check you and say, okay, you can either complain about your life and do something about it or not complain about your life around me. It's one or the other because to complain about the same thing and not actively make changes to rectify it is insanity. And I'm not allowing that in my life. Thank you. Next. And with not allowing people in your life, I think this comes into navigating the idea of when do you get to remove someone from your life? And I have dealt with ending friendships for, and I've dealt with ending friendships in two ways. So this main topic that I want to discuss is this idea of ghosting. And honestly, I have a lot of opinions on ghosting, especially as it relates to relationships. But for the sake of this conversation, we're going to talk about ending relationships and quote-unquote ghosting friendships or friendships or relationships, vice versa. And with ghosting, yes, I know that the mature thing to do is to tell someone you're no longer speaking to why you're no longer speaking to. But at the same time, I don't think in all cases you owe someone an explanation or owe someone a justification. So ghosting people... Sometimes if it's someone that is in your life and we're just going to use this example of me and Stacy were friends, me and Stacy had class together, we had multiple classes together. And then naturally over time I just realized that outside of this class, I don't think we would ever hang out as friends because there are just some things that were fundamentally wrong with how we perceived our lives and we just wouldn't be good friends. So once class ends, I don't tell her that, "Oh yeah, I don't actually want to be your friend." I just don't speak to her anymore. And that's a case that makes sense to me. But if it's someone who's been heavily embedded in your life and has weight in your friendship, I think that it's okay to say, hey, I'm at the point where I feel this way and I no longer think that it would be best for us to continue a friendship. And then from there, you stop talking to them. But I can also understand why someone would just ghost even a close friend because a lot of time the better course of action could just be to stop. And especially if it's a case where you think the person would be combative or aggressive in response, because for you to say, and I think when you tell someone you no longer want to be their friend, it is a definitive statement. There needs to be no room for them to try to poke holes, answer a question. No, this is how I'm feeling and this is what I'm doing about it. And then that's it. But to allow someone to be combative or aggressive just creates this argument that doesn't have to be an argument because you're not arguing to change your opinion. You're argue, you're saying something that you're doing with your life and they're disagreeing with it or they're getting angry about it. That's not going to change what your end goal is and what you plan to do. So at that point, why are you arguing? Just stop, com- stop communication. I, I block people and I don't think blocking people makes you a weak person or makes you someone that just can't have them in your life, it is for my personal well-being. I think people have this idea that if they block if they block someone, it's because 
it's for the other person or the other person will be like, oh my God, she blocked me. She hates me. No, I don't hate you. I just don't want to see you. For my own personal well-being, I blocked you for me, not for you. I don't give a single fuck. I just don't want to see your name. I don't want to see you on my Instagram feed. I don't want to see you on Twitter. I don't want to see you on Facebook. I blocked you and that's it. And I don't have to justify my actions. You don't have to explain why you're blocking someone, why you don't want to be someone's friend, why you're, you're dating someone or why you stopped dating someone, why you left your job. People always want to know the why in life and you don't, you don't always get the why. You don't always have to justify your actions and, no, and people are not entitled to justifying their actions to you. I hate to break it to you people, but you just sometimes won't ever know, and that's fine. In a perfect world, most people do justify their actions because we just are programmed to think that we have to over-explain our lives, over-rationalize things that don't even require rationalization, or in a, you really wouldn't have to rationalize it if it weren't for the fact that society has prog- programmed us to think that way, but you don't have to have other people's approvals and you don't have to give approvals um, for your motives in your life, for your life choices to be valid. You can make whatever life decision you want and you don't have to justify those actions to people. Why? Because you are a grown adult and you don't answer to anybody. You get to do what you want. You get to make decisions because you want to make decisions. Yeah, it might be helpful in some cases if someone gives you some insight or you try to explain why you're doing it so someone can help you figure out if this is the best course of action. But at the end of the day, it is your choice and this is what you want to do. I always say, and I'll use this as an example, I always say I want to move to Seattle. I love the weather there. I don't mind the rain. I think it's a beautiful combination of a city in like a city in nature. I want to be in a city, but I also would like to see trees. That's why I can't live in New York City. I grew up in New York City. I think it's a great place as like a maybe an early 20 something, but I would never live there long term. I want to live in Seattle. I honestly don't have that much justification for living in Seattle other than the fact that I really like it. And before, and I had only just visited Seattle this year, but I've been talking about wanting to live in Seattle for probably four years now. And there was really no reason, and I didn't feel the reason to justify why I wanted to live in Seattle other than the fact that I just want to live there. People would always ask me, why do you want to live in Seattle, Nestle? Are you sure it rains there? Yes, I'm sure. If I wasn't sure, I wouldn't be telling people every single chance that I get how much I want to live in Seattle. Now leave me alone. Getting to say what you want in life and say what makes you happy and make decisions for yourself is comes back to this whole idea of taking control of your narrative, which is something that I completely recommend and I completely encourage people to do because once you're able to do that, you are 10 times more happier. And by taking control of your narrative, I mean exactly what I've said previously, making decisions for yourself, taking yourself as a priority, no longer accepting mediocrity into your life because Every single time that you accept mediocrity in your life, I feel like you're taking a step backward in your personal development and you're not able to grow as as a person because you're too busy correcting for all of the bullshit that you allow into your life. You don't have to allow these things into your life. Focus on you. Focus on what makes you happy, what will get you into your life goals, and just take it from there. Allow people in your life that will help help you be a better... Allow someone into your life that will allow you to be a better person and help you grow as a person or match you at the level that you are at. But I always encourage people to surround themselves. 
I always encourage people to surround themselves with people who are either at their level or doing more than them to just kind of encourage them and give them motivation to be better. I think allowing yourself to be around those people really gives this positive energy and gives you this idea of like, oh, wow, I could do more. And those people are going to support you because they're doing it as well. And they'll help motivate you and propel you forward, allowing you to make your own decision, but giving you the tools that are necessary to help you get there. And for the people who are trying to control your narrative and control the way other people speak about you, the way other people view you, the assumptions that they have about you, honestly, who cares? If they're not making a direct impact in your life, it honestly doesn't even matter. Growing up, I know in college it's a little bit different because you're surrounded by the same people all the time. So if someone is misspeaking about you, has correct incorrect assumptions about you, it is more than likely going to fizzle, fizzle around and create this toxic environment. I completely get that. But once you leave undergrad, nobody cares. You won't have to see people that you don't like anymore. You don't have to surround yourself with people that you really don't like anymore. None of that matters. So correct people when they misspeak about you. If someone tells you that, oh, someone had this incorrect assumption of you, correct the person that is telling you that because those that is probably the person that's in your life and actually has weight or some sort of relevance to your life. But other than that, it doesn't matter. You can break other people's expectations. You owe nothing to what other people want and what other people expect you to be. You can break other people's expectations. You owe nothing to what other people want from you, what other people think of you, what other people expect you to be. None of that matters. You get to be your own person and their perspectives of you are limited and they are narrow. Nobody knows the full picture about you unless they are with you day in, day out. You tell them your deepest, darkest secrets. And at that point, those won't be the people that have these expectations of you or these ideas of you because they know who you are as a person. So conforming to other people's opinions and what other people think of you when they don't even matter in your life will keep you small. This is why people have a difficulty growing, why they feel afraid to take a leap, make a decision that will probably scare them because people are telling them, oh, you shouldn't do this. What about this? To keep you small, to keep you from growing. And like I said previously, at the end of the day, all you have is yourself. Do what makes you happy. You don't have to have someone else change your mind. And if you do change your mind, you are more than welcome to do that. You owe nothing to your, your younger self, yourself one year ago, if you said that you wanted to do something or if someone else said you should do something and you no longer want to do that, you are not failing because you are no longer chasing a dream that you've outgrown, that someone else has told you that you should do. None of that matters. You get to live your own life. And that is the beauty of adulthood. I know people always say adulthood sucks, adulting sucks. Truthfully, I've never been able to subscribe to that narrative. It's It really hasn't been all that bad. Yeah, working a nine to five is not as fun as getting done with classes at 12 o'clock and then just BSing for the rest of the day and hanging out with your friends all day. Yes, I understand, but undergrad is this built world for you and for you to think that post-grad life will be anything like undergrad is honestly insane. So I've never had this idea that I really hated adulthood. But what I do love about adulthood is the fact that you no longer have to engage with people you dislike. You get to graduate and if you really deep down inside didn't like this person that you were surrounded with because you had the same courses, you had the same friend group, you were in the same sorority fraternity, you no longer have to talk to them, you no longer have to give your energy to them. 
And that is not the same thing as being impolite. If you see them in public, I'm sure you would say hi, but you don't have to force a conversation. You don't have to make fake plans with someone that you don't actually like. None of that actually matters. So the last thing I wanna talk about with the road to self-love, everything that encompasses it, is two things. You can say no when the answer is no. A lot of times we feel like we have to say yes to things or people always encourage you to say yes to things. And sometimes it'll be an instance where you actually don't wanna do it or you don't wanna be a part of it. You can say no and that's the beauty of life and something that I've grown to be more aware of. I say no a lot more often than I do say yes. If I want to say yes is because I truly want to do it or I want to help the person. But if I want to say no, there is no harm, no foul. I just don't want to do it. And it just comes along with taking responsibility for your life, taking responsibility of no longer wanting to sit by the sidelines, waiting for someone else to give you an opportunity to tell you what you need or what you don't need or what you should do in your life or to pity you so that you can feed off of their time and attention. None of that matters anymore. You are just holding yourself back with these poor habits, laziness, and unwillingness to develop grit, if I'm being completely honest, because you're no longer valuing what you see for your life. You're valuing what other people see for your life and over how it actually feels or how you actually feel. And truthfully, you're just not going to grow as a person. And once you realize all of these things, I think you can become more self-aware and more self-reflective and make better decisions for yourself to help you grow in the long run. But yeah, guys, that's all that I have for this week's episode. I know it isn't necessarily applicable to what's going on in the world, but I think self-love is something that we all really need. So while it isn't directly applicable to what's going on, I think it's very relevant in today's society. So that's all that I have. If you guys liked this, this episode, be sure to let me know, share with a friend, put on your Instagram story. And if you have any thoughts that you want to talk about or you just want to unpack my brain of how I got to where I am today and any of my tips and tricks to help get there, then I'm more than welcome to help you. Otherwise, be sure to leave a rating and review and feel free to suggest any other topics you'd like to hear me talk about. I am all ears. I'm open book. Coming up with episodes on my own every week is a, sometimes a daunting task. So if you guys can give me an idea of what you want me to talk about, that would be great. I have some great um, episodes lined up. I want to have a couple more guests on in the near future. I'm probably going to space them out. So I'll probably do a solo episode of guests, solo episode of guests and kind of go in that format. But other than that, follow my Instagram, my podcast Instagram at notmyproblempod or my personal Instagram, um, which is nestle.mitchell and it's filled with Black Lives Matter um, and LBGTQ plus info at the moment because it's Pride Month and Black Lives Matter and that's that. So I will see you guys later. Um, see you next week. Bye.